Fierce Fan Media. Hold on. Damn, Jack. She's bum rushed me into it. We we've been talking mm-hmm. for fucking forty five minutes. It's also you you know when you're gonna do it. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the <laughs> I have it. I have to oh. hold on. <laughs> We're professionals here. Consummate professionals, always. Always. I've never Welcome been to in such a professional down. I am Jackie D, the literary lesbian. I'm Stacy, the new age old school mom. I'm Erin, the geeky gal. Julie's on the phone. Julie's here with us, kind of. She's sitting in her, uh, her, what's that? The red chair. Yeah. The red chair. It always gives me that. Where's their hood in the house? That red chair always gives me like. Grandpa vibes? Like brothel vibes. (laughs) Like, you know, like the red light district. (laughs) That's fitting. <laughs> it is fitting. Mm-hmm. And she's not even laughing. Week? It's been a crazy week, man. It's been yeah. a lot of things happening in the world of Aaron. But we, yeah. before we it's wait for Julie to get on, do we think Taylor Swift is dating Maddie Healy? I fucking hope not. Yeah. Like, af- like, after you brought it up, I was like, I want to look into all the problematic things this douchebag has done. Um, All it's insurmountable. Like yeah. she would, this would be like, in my mind, this would be worse than coming out. So here, okay. So here's a funny thought though. Cause I don't know who he is. He's uh, the lead singer for the 1975. Uh, so here's what I thought. Also, he's ugly. You know, that joke that like the, the parents, like mom, dad, I'm pregnant and they like lose their shit. And then like just getting oh! a refill my math test. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh thank God. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what if? What like, if? No, no, no. I'm just gay. Well, so cool. here's, here's my take on it. Even if she was wait, wait, wait. hold on. Stace, one of the most problematic things he did is he did he like did a like a Hail Hitler salute at one of his concert performances. It's awful. He's and awful. he he had the nerve to say it was satirical, but it's like don't fucking do that. You know yeah. what I mean? He said like, racist things, homophobic yeah, things. So like, like he's been accused well, of sexual harassment, sexual assault. Like he's not a good him. Well, here's I mean, here's my thought. Even hope. if she was madly in love with him, let's say we'll give. Let's say okay, okay. It is so bad for her brand. Uh, I don't right? think she would. I don't think she would date him. Yeah, she's so careful and meticulous. She has not spent a lifetime curating and meticulously right. like taking care of her brand to blow it up on Maddie Healy. Yeah, I yeah, just, I, I just don't think so. Is did they were they seen together? Why is this rumor floating around? Apparently, it's they, been worked, they worked on a few projects together. She's yeah. always gone to like his concert. She performed at one of their tours. Well, and- Aaron Aaron Dresner is yeah. nineteen seventy. He's a um, of 1975 as well mm-hmm. so it's like this like connection i don't know the nationals oh i'm sorry the nationals yeah but like yeah. they all know each other and yeah. then like they've been friends what's for his years face knows him too what's his name i can't cu- come up with his name there was like a, a 10 years ago there was a rumor that they were dating and taylor immediately stopped it because his, he has such a bad reputation yeah. so hey oh <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. And I also don't see Taylor getting in some relationship in the middle of her tour. 
I don't either. That That's to me cool. just screams. I like... think they pinned her with the first dude they saw her with because of all the Joe rumors. That's what I think. Yeah. And all of them are hinging it on. Well, if he's at the Nashville show, then they are together. Why? Her friends go to the Na- go to her shows all of the time. All the time. Yeah. If she's going to his, he could go to hers. Right. right. Like and she like Bruce literally sang a song. Right yeah. yeah. She got up on stage. She drank a glass of whiskey, sang a song, and left. Yeah. Speaking like, of Taylor Swift. Friends. Oh, we're all ears. Oh, yes. Please tell us. Her little golden book that came out. Have you guys seen it? Tell me. I've seen, seen it. I've seen it, but I haven't seen it in person to buy a copy because yeah. I will. What a like amazing thing to do because little golden books, like yeah. I feel like are so. See? Kai Jr. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody uses my face. I feel like they're so nostalgic for like this generation and like a lot of the Taylor Swift fans are this generation. So, I mean, what a great marketing thing. Lincoln's got a ton of little golden books. Heck yeah. They're so cute. Well, we bought the Betty White one because we saw it. So I'm like, we got to find the Taylor Swift one. The woman who puts out the little golden book is not dating Maddie Healy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like someone who is, has this like. She did not work this hard to curate her brand to throw it all away on some dude. Right. Yeah. Just are not going to convince me otherwise. Yeah, I agree. Joe had stipulations that he couldn't even go out and drink with his friends if he was going to be photographed. Like, she will not hang out with people that knowingly use drugs. Like, she takes such care of her persona. Yeah, she's just not going to do it, and not now when she's getting the most hype of her life, and yeah. it's all good press. Yeah, yep. like there's not been I one agree. bad thing Even out people there. People who have hated Taylor Swift for a decade are coming back now and being like, maybe I was wrong about her. Like, this shit is yeah. catchy. Like, yeah, this, this shit not, has a good beat. <laughs> she's not going to throw it away on Maddie Healy. Also, Do I think they've I ever agree. slept together? Maybe. Maybe. Do I think who she's cares? Madly in love with him? No. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely and I think, not. too, like, it's interesting that, like, this is coming out right now when you Carly know. Claus is pregnant. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just feel like there's a lot of things that are happening that scream this is all just a smoke show. This this is not something that we need to be concerned about. Is it like okay, let's all calm our shit down. Yeah, I was pretty much when I saw the first like the Dumas thing, I was like, "Uh, come the fuck on." Dumas like, also reported that her and Joe were married. Oh God. I just I just think there's a lot of shit out there, obviously, but it's like I don't think she's gonna do something stupid right now. I just think it would she's one of the not going smartest to. business minds on the planet. Yeah. She's not throwing it away for him. Yeah. And I feel don't like we can tell do... me she doesn't know about his backstory. Like right. we can do what we're doing without Julie, I feel like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am drinking. I'm actually drinking wine. So I broke down and I bought one of the box wines from Trader Joe's because their two-buck chuck mm-hmm. has fallen short in recent years. But I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna try the two-buck chuck because it comes from California. Like I felt like maybe it's like Kirkland, you know, where it's just yeah. an off-brand name, but it's like decent. Um, my hypothesis worked out to be true. Nice. You get this nice. whole box for 12 bucks. Nice. And the, the wine, listen, it's fine. It's table wine. It's like apothic. You know what I mean? Like it tastes good. Yeah. You wouldn't like hand it over to someone at like a party. But if just you and your girlfriends are hanging out drinking it, it will totally suffice. 
nice awesome. and your girlfriends aren't wine snobs and if they are why are you hanging out with them like huh. right because you're not a wine snob <laughs> i am a wine snob if i'm gonna spend 30 dollars at a winery on a bottle of wine i have to genuinely oh. like it if i'm just oh, yeah. drinking wine i'm not a wine snob agree that doesn't mean you're a wine snob that just means you're smart like yeah i'm not like, gonna spend 30 dollars yeah. on a bottle of wine for, right. for funsies yeah right so i'm drinking i bought earl stevens mango scotto before because it's like 16.5 percent and i feel Ooh. like it's like i know it's a little bit higher but it still tastes good mm. you know like it doesn't taste like like it doesn't have a bite of like you know but it kind of it's almost like a port where it's like a little bit higher percentage so they came out with a new one called tropiscato and i was like this sounds terrible but i i have to try it it tastes like if you made a mixed drink with your kids tropical juice and then let it water down in the ice a little bit oh okay that's exactly what it tastes like I'm in. Yeah. My intentions. <laughs> so this one's actually eighteen percent. So Holy I'm like, holy shit. cow! Yeah. What's so happening? I think this would be really good for like summer hanging out by the pool because it's it really is like a cross between like a white wine and a mixed drink. Nice. Yeah. I'm. I that sounds delicious. Actually, I love a, a nice sweeter wine watered down. So I'm <laughs> totally down with that. Um, I'm actually drinking wine tonight. Uh, so we have this really awesome, like Italian market in St. Pete, uh, called Mazzaro's and it's just this family owned, awesome Italian market. We absolutely love it. And I got this bottle of wine there. It's called Costa Molino and it's Fancy. very Italian. I mean, everything's in Italian. I, I, the only thing that's not is on the back. It says white wine. <laughs> Obtained from Vermentino grapes. Otherwise, everything else is in Italian. And it is seriously very good. Like, I want to go back and get it. And it was only $14.99. Nice. Here's the tag. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm very happy with it. And you know, like normally I'm just I'm just like a vodka girl, but I was like, you know what? Tonight I'm gonna drink some wine. And I am, and I'm happy. I'm having a good night. Look at you, Brad. Look at me. You would like yeah. this tropiscato. Okay. I know, like, I told my friend about the mango scotto, and he's like, that is the most ghetto thing I've ever heard of, especially because it's Earl Stevens, which is, like, the lead guy of E-40. It's literally <laughs> his wine. Yeah. <laughs> but, and it does, it's not like a normal wine, because it's strong, and it tastes like mango. <laughs> but, like, it, it's it's definitely a good drink. I wouldn't put it in a wine category, though. But I feel like you'd like it, Aaron. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so let's a picture of it. Let's do two brief political updates, and then we're going to get into some Met Gala stuff. Okay. So okay. number one, um, the Proud Boys leader actually got convicted <laughs> of seditious conspiracy, which I think is fucking hilarious. Um, which I think the, the writer, the most time that one of them was sentenced to was 14 years for January 6th attack. So I think this is just, uh, we're not going to go too deep into this because the coverage is everywhere, but I think this is just a good bullet point for all of those saying like, it was just a peaceful gathering. You're not getting sentenced to 14 years of for seditious conspiracy. If it was just a peaceful gathering, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's just not, 
that's not how it works. Um, also in other like brief, brief news, um, a good swath of the Trump electors have taken immunity deals in the Georgia case. So when he was trying to get the, you know, the secretary of state to just, you can just find 10,000 votes and give me Georgia and then trick the electors because everyone knows about, you know, the, how the electoral college works and blah, blah, blah. So now they're all taking immunity deals. So where there's smoke, there's fire is all I'm saying. And the last yeah. part is how does everyone feel about Biden denouncing his rerun for a presidency? I'll tell you how I, I mean... feel. <laughs> and then okay. you guys can talk and then we're going to move on to something more fun. Okay. Uh, fuck my life, right? Like, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Am I going to vote for him again? Sure. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm going to because I'm not a fucking sadist. But also, Biden. If Biden was 20 years younger, so Biden arguably has had one of the most successful presidencies in recent history. Like he's accomplished a shit ton. He passed one of the most comprehensive climate sustainability bills that we've ever seen. He has been more progressive than even President Obama. Like his work has been amazing. Okay. Also, you're too fucking old to be president. And I'm not saying that as an ageist thing. I'm really not. I'm saying it as that's a super, super fucking stressful job. And you're one heart attack away from not being able to, to be our president in one of the most critical moments of American history. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I think I fully, I fully thought when he ran for president, I like held my nose and voted for him. And again, I didn't want to vote for Biden the first time because I thought he was too old. Like, just because you see a huge movement in the progressive democratic party right now to kind of like, you're making decisions that are going to impact all of us and our children for their lifetime. And you're kind of out of touch. So I held my nose and voted for him because he was obviously by far the better choice than Trump. Like no questions asked, better choice than Trump. I would have liked to have seen someone like Gretchen Whitmer or I was all on board for Elizabeth Warren, you know, whatever. Will I vote for him again? Yes, of course I'm going to vote for him again. Like get out, what other choice do we have right now? I just wish he would have stuck to the premise that we'd initially thought that he was doing this to get Trump out. And then we could go back to having actual debates and critical thinking regarding policy and the future of our country. And now because no Democrat will run against him, we're hamstrung again with vote for him, don't vote or vote for whoever the fuck the Republicans are going to put up. It's either going to be ridiculous as Trump or Ron DeSantis. So yes, I will vote for him again. I got four emails this week asking if I was going to vote. Who else would I vote for you guys? Right. Like Who else would I vote for? Of course I'm going to vote for him. I thought I just heard that Newsom was running. Newsom is not going to run against. No. Yeah. Um, I don't think any like viable candidate. Right. Like there's no viable candidate that's going to run against Biden right now. It's just not going to happen because. And I think like Jackie, Jackie, what you said about um, like you, you hoped that Biden would have stuck to the one term thought process because everything would have hopefully just calmed down, but nothing's calmed. Nothing's calmed. It seems like it's gotten worse. So I understand why he thinks 
he like he's running again like and obviously like I'm sure you listen to Pod Save America because I did as well and like it's I truly think that he is and I've thought this before like he is so invested in American democracy and like saving America he's old school he wants to save the the soul of America which is what he ran on to begin with and what he's always been saying the soul of America and I don't disagree with that I do think that he that him being so so old is is becoming this thing like and I've we've all said this right like you gotta poke fun at it because everybody else is. So the fact that he started to like joke around about it and like uh, I was friends with Jimmy Madison, you know, like he was like, on fire like, at the, the he White really House. Was, of course, he was on fire there. He really was, and like I'm glad to see that he still has some like spunk in him. You know, it's like great, but it's like that's so sad that every time he gets up to speak, we all hold our breath. We're well, all it's like, like watching Feinstein in California, oh, right? right? What's like, going on with her? Well, she won't, she's not resigning from her seat. She shouldn't have run for this last term. Like, and well, and even Nancy Pelosi, they had to, I mean, at least she ended up retiring, Mm -hmm. you know, and passing the reins over to, to the younger generation. But it's, it's painful to watch. It's like, it's like watching Brett Favre. It's like watching, um, Tom Brady. Like yeah. you guys were rock stars in your day and right. now it's painful to watch you because I'm scared every time you get hit, you're not going to be able to to talk again. You're not gonna be able to walk right. again. Like this is a, leave it to the younger generation who this actually impacts. And I, I think Joe Biden, I have a lot of love for Joe Biden because I do think he's like a purist. I think he does right. care tremendously about America. I genuinely do. For all And I think he cares about. tremendously about the American people. Absolutely. Just like you said. Yeah. I think he cares about people in general. So it's it's like watching your 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 uncle though, who's past his prime, who's like, I'm gonna get on some roller skates, and you're like, the fuck you are. Right. You're like, I'm not gonna go to roller skates. What are you talking about? And he's like, Well, I used to be a big roller skater, and you're like, Right when but you're not anymore, like you're right. not getting on roller you're when they first invented them, we're gonna have to visit you in the hospital. There goes Thanksgiving. Like I'm not, I'm not setting up a Christmas tree <laughs> in your hospital room. Like it's that kind of feeling where it's like you were amazing. Yeah. Let your legacy speak for itself, and bow out gracefully before before you are a laughing stock. I guess is is the point. And like. Well, this- scary thing is i don't think joe has anything left to contribute i do but be a mentor be an advisor help someone along but turn the fucking reins over just turn them over have we had a a, like president a democrat president and then another a different democrat president in a row or has it always flipped back and forth i'm sure somewhere in like the early odds of the country that happened yeah. i can't name one off the top of my head right now but i'm sure at some point it happened but not not in modern history yeah they so all we can pretty again. much guess that it's going to be a republican president next and we can just hope that it's not trump or oh, no, no no like yeah they win back to back all the time like Obama was 2008 and then 2012 he won again like yes no i mean different two different people no well, they Not typically, that I'm aware they typically run. They don't step down. Right. And you like, there's no one that's going to run, though. Yeah. And you're, there's no one really in the party that ever wants to run against them because they're like, oh, well, as long as it's a Democrat. Like, well, and no, it's not that. It's 
if you're going to run against Joe Biden, let's say you're Gretchen Whitmer right now, okay? And Gretchen Whitmer has a lot going for her in Michigan, right? If you were going to say you're going up against Biden, now you're pulling campaign funds away from Biden to campaign against you in primaries. Now you're going to have to debate him and you're going to have to say some of his shortfalls. Like there's all of these things. It's like if someone tells you your best friend's kind of a bitch and you're like, my best friend's not a bitch. You can kick her out. Even though you saw her like fucking slapping the shit out of someone the night before. Like you're not going to do that to someone in your own party until the time has come for you to run. Like Obama won back to back. Hillary Clinton didn't run against him when he was up for his second reelection. She just supported him with secretary of state and followed along, even though, you know, every fiber in her being wanted to sit in the white house, in the oval office, in the seat of power, like just don't run against your own people. And so that's what you're seeing. As soon as Biden announced no Democrat in the national party on a national stage is going to take him on. Yeah. But like after like Obama's presidency, like you can kind of guarantee that another Democrat's not going to win. Like you mean like Obama ran one term and then someone, another Democrat did another term. You're saying that has that ever happened before? No, right? she's saying like, if you know, right. wins a second time, are we going to get a Republican president after him? Oh, well, that's it a seems possibility. like it goes back and forth every time. Like, it's... yeah, I do think that's a possibility, but he, so one of the one of the conversations that I got into like a huge like discussion with with uh with someone is that it it's the idea that like right now like right now we have this this you know this thing going on where we're like we got Trump and DeSantis and like what's going to happen there like odds are right that it's probably going to be Trump that prevails because DeSantis isn't good on a national stage like he's he's really just like a Florida taste and even then it's like people that have no taste in Florida that enjoy him it's like the worst of the worst enjoyed this man and and nationally people don't want book bans people don't want don't say gay bills people don't want these like fascist things that are happening in Florida so like nationally he probably won't become the Republican nominee right that being said like so now we have like Donald Trump going against Biden. I truly think, and this is, and maybe, maybe I'm naive and you guys can call me out on this, but I truly don't see that being, I mean, I know it was 70 million, 71 million, 80 million, whatever the ended up, like the total vote count ended up being. I, I, I feel like because there's so many new voters that are coming in that are probably more blue than anything or more pro-rights than anything, um, I just don't see that it, it happening again because I don't see some of these Republicans that didn't vote for Trump before going, ah, well, I guess I'll vote for him this time. Like, they don't like Trump. Like, so why are they going to vote for him now? Do you know what right. I'm saying? Does this any of this make sense? Is the wine getting to me? I'm a half a bottle. So <laughs> we have had it in our history. So in 1869, Ulysses S. Grant, and then it turned, he was a Republican. But you have to remember in 1869, this was Abraham Lincoln's Republican Party, which freed right. enslaved people. Yeah, that's completely so different. So it went from Grant to Hayes to Arthur, who were all Republicans. And then McKinney to Roosevelt to Taft, who are all Republicans. Uh, Harding to Coolridge to Hoover, who were all Republicans. And then we had a Democratic run where it was Franklin Roosevelt and then Harry S. Truman. And then 
uh, Ronald Reagan to George Bush. So we have seen it, just not since 2001. Have we had like back-to-back right. elections? Like that, a Republican, 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 Republican. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I think Gen Z, I agree with you, Aaron, is a whole different beast. The 2024 yeah. election is the first time that millennials and Gen Z will outnumber the baby boomers. So- wow. Mm-hmm. in yeah. voting people I think, yeah that's crazy I, I, I think we saw some really great trends of that too like the wisconsin supreme court mm-hmm. justice right like there are things that are happening that is, if you're keeping your eye on political on the political ball throughout the country you're gonna see some big swings happening that are like really great and are knocking them right out of the park that was a great fucking analogy that i just had there well, i gotta say it's going to depend too on how progressive the Democratic Party stays, because I'll tell you what will disenfranchise Gen Z is if they see no movement on gun control. There's right. nothing Gen Z cares about more right now than gun control. And it's because right. we're, this is the first generation Gen Z, because millennials, school shooting started in our generation. So now the next generation, this is the first ones that have grown up since kindergarten with active shooter drills in their schools. So there is no uh, policy that matters more to them than gun control and student loans, because we have seen an increase in college tuition cost of 250% since our parents were in college. Mm -hmm. So our parents could go to college for $2,000 a year, and now it's $25,000 a year, and inflation is up 17%. And the, uh, the last thing I looked at, if you were to take when our parents went to, let's say you took like the 1960s college, okay, 1960s, 1970s, how much it cost to go to college. If you were to put that in now money, now, uh, it would still be like $7,000. Oh my God. So it's a fraction of what our kids are paying and yeah. not necessarily our kids, but Gen Z is paying for college. So when our parents say like, oh, I did it in inflation, you know, whatever, it keeps up with it. College has not, college has not kept up with it. They've surpassed it by 200. I think it's like 47 or 48%. So you would literally need to be able to work. Like, I think it was 180 hours a week to pay for in-state college tuition, like state school, not Stanford, not UCLA, not like like, you're going to, you're going to IU or Purdue. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're not going to fucking Notre Dame. Yeah. And that that's including because a lot of people like to say, uh, you know, whatever. Well, you know, the actual like classroom tuitions only go up, gone up 120 percent. OK, but what about room and board? What about books? What about all those other things? So yeah. you're, you're talking about a total of almost 250 percent. So these are the things that matter. And if you don't see any movement, so they have Gen Z right now. But if you don't see movement and progress on those issues, you're going to disenfranchise those voters. Also, abortion rights. Like abortion is huge. This is this huge. drag like, thing they're doing. Yeah, Gen Z like, has zero chill for it. Right, and I feel like any anti-LGBTQ um, legis- legislation that comes out, you see these young kids just like taking a seat. They're going to their capitals. They're literally going to their senator's offices. They're going and doing these things that I would have never done as that kid. I would have never done that, and I don't know why, but. I was never that motivated. And now it's like, I guess because of that, however fucking many years ago that was, Jesus Christ. Like, 
I, I, I didn't realize that this was going to be this big of a fucking issue now, right? Like I was in high school when Columbine happened and I didn't think that it was going to continue on to all of these fucking mass shootings. Like you didn't think at that age, right? Now these kids are going in there, these mass shootings and these anti-abortion shit. And you know, like, we, I feel like we need to rephrase everything that has to do with uh, abortion rights, right? Like it's, it's no longer pro-life, pro-choice. It's anti-choice and pro-life. Well, it's not, pro even, it's not like, even, they haven't even stopped there. Texas right now ha has a bill they put forth that women can't even apply for divorce unless they have rightful cause. That's which just is, fuck that. Fuck what? What, it, what is rightful cause according to the government? Right. Like why like, should you I'm have unhappy. To... Right, right. Like what you need to go in and show your bruises to your congressman to get out of a a, a divorce in in Texas. Like it's just Isn't it's just that absolutely it means, bonkers. When people say like, oh, that's like grounds for divorce, like you have to prove like is that just for to get like alimony or something? Well I feel like in some states in order for you to get like the 50-50 or something like that, you do have to show like like the rightful cause, like yes, we we have decided state. Yeah, it depends on the state. It's all state by state. Like, I think Indiana is a 50-50 state no matter what. I think Florida is as well. Like, I don't I don't know for sure. I haven't looked into Florida because I don't want a divorce, so which is cool. But um, I think that a lot of things, <laughs> like, I just think it's a lot of, like, <laughs> I just think it's a lot of, like, individual, like, things that are happening. But I do want to mention one thing, and I don't mean to change the subject from, like, divorce to this, but. You guys all know Florida sucks, right? Like it's one hundred percent. Yeah, it's the worst. Uh -huh. it's the worst. <laughs> yeah, like no, no one disputes that. So right. not so not only did we pass a bill about like you can, there is no like basically you can carry a weapon regardless. Like you don't yeah. have to have a you don't have to have a license to conceal. Mickey Mouse could be yeah. packing. Yeah, absolutely. I I hope he's not, but you never know. You would I mean, never. Could, I mean, so in this economy. <laughs> there's also one that was just uh like floated i don't know if it's passed yet and i have to look this up but like lowering the age to 18 to buy a gun which i think is fucking ridiculous like i don't know i just i think it's fucking nuts but then also like i have never seen a group of politicians go back on what they promised so quickly as the don't say gay bill in florida at first it was, it's only until three, third yeah. grade. It's only until third grade. Why are you all so upset? And now it's all the way to fucking senior in high school. Mm -hmm. Like, so I have good. never been more happy that I do not have children going through school in this godforsaken state. Like, I have never, I, I want to leave Florida so bad. And like, I see all these TikToks about like, stay and fight. And I'm like, mm like it that much um but i guess i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know what's gonna happen but at the same time i'm like what the fuck is happening what is happening how are these how are these things fucking passing and it's the the power of a few ro ruling over so many and it's just so fucking ridiculous well in that same that vein yeah. i've seen so i rarely get on twitter I mean, rarely, rarely, like once a month, maybe if I have an alert that pops up and it's usually about Taylor Swift. And then I end up scrolling for longer than I intend to, because I think 
Twitter is like a cesspool dumpster fire of like people's worst takes on everything. Oh, um, 100% is I'm on Twitter every day. So. <laughs> it's people's very right. worst takes on like the very yes. worst things that are happening. And yes. I do, I follow a lot of um, like never Trump or Republicans on Twitter because I like to keep like my pulse on what they're thinking and feeling. Cause those are like the Republicans I can tolerate. Um, the mm-hmm. ones who are like Trump was awful, but here's like what the Republican party should be going for. So I, I do follow them. And they're now calling for a divorce between the LGB and the I saw that. QIA. Yeah. And I don't know what everyone's takes are on it, but I'm going to give you mine. Over my dead fucking body. Okay? Yeah. We're not, we're not giving up the TQIA. All right? We're not abandoning our trans brothers and sisters when they need the most help. Because you know what? The gay rights movement wouldn't be where it is without those men and women and so you can fuck all of the way off like i'm i'm sorry mm-hmm. you're you're not going to start splitting us and queer that's just a different identifier like you you can fuck off with that too we are keeping the mm-hmm. tqia and you will pry it from my cold dead hands like right. i'm sorry that this whole idea that like oh because lesbian gays and bisexuals can now what get fucking married we're supposed to abandon the trans community get out of here like seriously get out of here and the people who are saying that it's so clear that you have no actual uh lesbians gays or bisexuals in your life because if they know any amount of queer history they're not abandoning the trans community like the only ones that that are makes me irate the only ones abandoning the trans community are the the gays for Trump or the mm-hmm. fucking loser fucking gays that are like, oh, Republicans are the, you know what? Yeah, Fuck you can you. go right ahead with that. But the mainstream gay and lesbian and bisexual community is yeah. not giving up our trans no. brothers and Never. sisters. I would like, literally go to war. What also the A's? Why are you bothering the asexuals? Right? They're fucking right? interfering with anything. Like, when was the last time you <laughs> they don't even want to have sex? sex or or intersex? So what they ever do to you? Like, right? <laughs> so really, you're worried about the trans community. Stop. Right? Stop. Why are they so? Is it just because they don't understand it? Because I'll tell you right now. Well, I'm no, because be they're honest. worried that the trans community is dragging the LGB community backwards, and you can fuck off. No, but I mean, they like, why? They to where they are. They're, we're not giving them up. But why are people so worried about trans people in general? And I'll tell you right now, I'll people be the are worried about what they don't understand. Exactly. I'll be the first to admit, for the longest time, I didn't understand it. But you know what? It's not for me, for me to understand it. It's for me to be there for my brothers and sisters who want to be who they want to fucking be. The end. The end. And you know what? I fucking love when someone stands up for what they want and who they want to be because at the end of the day that's the least we can fucking do for ourselves well, here's the other i think th- it's bullshit that these motherfuckers want to stand up and be these fascist assholes they want to be that so they are that but they want to take that right away from somebody else to be who they want to fucking be fuck these i people. think you were i think you're right with the is it what they don't understand because i think a lot of people maybe some soft Republicans, they divide it in half of like, okay, I can get behind gay people wanting to get married and have rights. Like I can, I can deal with that. But when it gets into trans or um, queer or asexual, like whatever 
you know, like they don't understand those people and they don't want to. So they're like, yeah, no, th- these are two different things to me. So I don't want to say I support LGBTQ because I don't want to support what I don't understand. I just want to support this, but I don't want to seem like an asshole that says I don't support all of it. So let's divide it in half so that I can only support what I understand. I agree with you. And no, <laughs> no, I, I do think that's where it comes from. But here's the thing, you guys, you don't have to understand something to have empathy for it. I don't right. know what it's like to be born in, in Nigeria, but it doesn't mean I don't have empathy for people there that are struggling in a war-torn country. I don't know what it's like to be brought up in a family that is living off food stamps, but it doesn't mean I don't have empathy for people that are. I don't know what it's like to be Black, but it doesn't mean that I want to see people harmed because they're Black. So not understanding something is not an excuse to not have empathy for them. And listen, trans people are probably the least fucking problematic people we're dealing with nowadays. Like, don't worry about what they're doing. And like the whole beer, like, get, get the fuck out of here with your shooting up Budweiser that you already bought. Like I can't with these people. It's so funny group who is willing to cancel their shitty beer. I'll say it. It's shitty beer. It's shitty beer. Budweiser anymore, unless you're a fucking alcoholic. Okay. Who is trying to buy cheap beer to get people at a party drunk. Budweiser is the shit you serve when your close friends aren't coming over and you're feet and you're feeding 50 people. It's even worse than Ultra. I wondered, I felt bad because I missed so many podcasts. I didn't know what you guys had ta- already talked about. And so many cool things happened, like the Budweiser thing, Tucker Carlson, oh, the Tucker. Yeah. Fox oh, News, that. like admitting like all this stuff. Okay. So like all these cool things happened. And I was like, man, I wish I'm getting on the podcast. But I swear the beer one is the funniest to me to see people like not realizing that whatever they're promoting, like they throw away their Budweiser and pick up Coors. Not realizing that Coors has been supporting LGBT forever, right? And like forever. driving their Ford truck yeah. and running over, like they a were the only ones serving beer in the Castro, right? During during the whole LGBT uh, civil rights <laughs> movement in the sixties and seventies, they were the only ones who would I serve beer. Love it. Using I love their it. Ford truck to run over their Budweiser like case of beer, right. and not realizing that. Ford supports it too. Like I love watching those and seeing like the hypocrisy. It's so stupid. So it is stupid. So stupid. Well, because you know those motherfuckers ain't ever getting rid of their big giant Ford trucks. Right. right? Or they think they're their areas. There are all this stuff that they have that they just don't realize, I guess, like supports it too. Like, come on. Here's what I don't understand is I'm not saying that everyone needs to you 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 will never, no matter how bad you want to. You will never intrinsically understand what it feels like to be trans. Like right. the three of us. Okay. I'm not saying the people listening won't, right. but the three of us will not. I, I will never understand what it feels like to be a man. I will never understand what it feels like to be a black person or a, a native person or an indigenous person or a, a, a whole gazillion things. I will never fully understand it. That doesn't mean that I'm absolved then from learning about them or, or conversing with them. Or at the very least, not wanting their fundamental rights stripped away. So I want people to really think about when you're advocating for laws to be put in place against a group of people that you just don't intrinsically understand what you're actually asking for. Replace trans with black. 
replace it with male, replace it with female. Like just because you don't have intimate knowledge of what that experience is like, doesn't absolve you from learning, educating yourself and having empathy for an entire group of people. And at the very least, if you can't help them, you don't have to harm them. Don't stand in their way. The very least. I think though you just literally nailed the Republicans, the far right Republicans that are that are pushing this country in a direction we don't want. That is exactly what they don't want to do. They want the white male ideological society. They don't want to think about black people rights. They don't want to think about Indi- like Native American rights. They don't want to think about anything other than the white man. Like they don't want to think about women's rights. They don't want to put themselves in these people's shoes. And that's the fucking problem. That is what we're facing right now is these motherfuckers that don't give a shit about people other than themselves. You have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know what? Those fucking men would throw Marjorie Taylor Greene into a fire the second she spoke out against them. The second. Because she's a woman. I would take it a step further in this instance, Aaron. And I'm not pulling the whole like, not all men card, but this, this surpasses the cis white male thing. And this is very much tied to toxic Christianity. Oh, no. Agreed. And, and I, I would not, not even take it a step you. further. Toxic I would not religious disagree. behavior. I would not disagree I don't, with you. I don't think this is, I don't think this is solely falls on like the whole like, oh, you're a cis white male. So you'll never understand kind of thing. Cause I do think there's a lot of cis white males doing a lot right. of good work in this area. I would say this falls much further into the, well, this goes against my religion. Where? Right. Where? Where does and who it go cares? against your religion? And who cares? Like, it's none of your business. Right? Like, it, it, you're not supposed to be basing the laws you pass off of your religion, motherfucker. Like, uh Well, I'm not just-, just that. How can you, you're talking about the trans community at last temperature taking is like 0.01% of the population. Why are you spending so much energy on 0.01% of the population? And this whole idea that minors get sex reassignment surgery, or they're allowed to get this, (laughs) whatever they call it is just not true. They, they can take hormone blockers for sure. They can stop puberty. Right. Okay. They can change their name. All right. They can ask to be called by something else, but minors cannot get sex reassignment surgery. They just, they just can't. But if my name was Alexandra and I wanted to be called Alex. Yeah. That's the same. Not just that. Not the same, but it's like, it's, where's your, where's your uproar about the 44,000 minors that got breast augmentation that were female, that were assigned female birth and, and they identify as female and they're getting boob jobs under the age of, of 18 to affirm, oh, to make themselves feel better about their breasts. Where, where's your uproar about that? Because that's, that's gender affirming care also. Mm-hmm. Where's your uproar about butt implants? That's gender affirming care also. Where's your the outrage, your false outrage against nose jobs? That's gender affirming care also for some right. people. Where, where's your, it's, it's so selective and so surgically pointed at the trans community that it's it's so transparently see-through that it's nauseating. And listen, 
if you were to actually try to go through the steps and, and if you did any amount of research, any amount of what it actually takes to go through gender affirming care as a minor, the years of psych psychiatric care that these, these people have to go through, the years of doctor visits and discussions with their parents is astronomical. Add on top of that, the affirming care, emotional affirming care that they have to seek out from their friends and their family and, and their schools and their churches and all of this other shit, you are not going to convince me that any person would put themselves through that unless it was life-saving. Right. I, 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 I didn't come out until my early twenties because mm -hmm. it was easier. I couldn't handle the ridicule and the speculation and the shit talking from people who it turns out would have supported me from the get go. I didn't come out to Stacy till I was in my mid twenties. Stacy wouldn't have cared if I had told her when I was 16, but I, I had tricked myself into believing that she would care. So you will never do, you will never be harder on these people than they already were on themselves to get to the point where they have to come out. Like, so it's just, it's mind boggling to me that all of these people have opinions of how people should or should not feel when they have no fucking idea what it's like to live feeling like that for the entirety of your existence. Right. So stay in your lane, stay in your lane. If you don't have a kid that's trans, good for you. You'll never have to experience the heartbreak of watching them cry themselves to sleep or wish they were born differently or hate the society that they're being born into. Have you seen the suicide letters from some of these kids in Idaho who, who put in there that they have to end their lives because not even their state wants them to exist? Can you understand what that does to a 15-year-old mind to think that even politicians who are supposed to be there to protect you and take care of you have gone to the extent to say that you shouldn't exist as a 15 year old. That's a total mind fuck. I get it. As adults, we're able to cope with more intricacies and in, in the grays and the blacks and the blues and the, and the, the white areas. 15 year olds can't do that. Their brains are set up for it. You are killing these kids. You're killing them and the blood is on all of their hands and it's disgusting, but you know what? The fact that the blood on, is on their hands doesn't make me feel better. It doesn't because we are going to lose such a huge portion of our community until this gets worked out. It's, it's heartbreaking. It's fucking heartbreaking. And in Florida, they're talking about taking custody away from parents. If their kids are trans. Aaron, you're muted. Anyway. What, I was, what I, what I, what I wanted to say was like, Jackie, you're talking about like the blood is on their hands. Like, we had the, it's on all of our hands. Well, like the the um Senate or the state representative from Montana mm -hmm. who said exactly that, who got yeah. banned from any yeah. fur further uh, uh, discussion. She got censored. In, yeah. And like she can only vote from home. She can't speak. She yeah. can't speak on the House floor, even yeah. though a swath of people elected her to represent them. Right. She's, like she's been censored. It's just fucked up. I'm just. Also, don't you just want to so ask sad. them, do you not have anything else going on? Right. Like, have you not heard about bored? the debt ceiling? Have you have not you heard not... 
Have you not heard economy? that China's going to invade Taiwan? Have you not heard right. that that North Korea is getting their hands on some nukes? Like, is this are, are drag queens and trans people really your biggest concern? Right, and they like, oh, we're doing such great work in in uh, Congress. Are you? No, you're not, because I'm still fucking worried about everything else. I've never worried once about a trans person. What are you fucking talking about? Oh, I guess God. I guess the bottom line is before we move on to the Met Gala. can't you can't you just let people exist even if you don't understand it even if you don't get it even if you know that you never will do you have to actively try to to hurt them like do you have to actively try to harm their lives or just think of it as like something that you love like your guns you don't want anybody coming to like take your guns away and you don't want laws made around your guns so why do you think it's okay to choose something that has nothing to do with you and try to make laws around it to take away somebody else's rights? Excellent point, Stacey. Think of think of their genitalia as your guns. Yes. <laughs> Before you go into Met Gala, I have two very quick pop culture things. Mm-hmm. Very quick. So, like, the first one is, did you guys hear, in New Jersey, they found 500 pounds of cooked pasta along a river, and the city had to run in and clean it up because it would throw off the pH balance of the river <laughs> because that fed the people's drinking water? Why was there And they have pasta? no idea where it came from. 500 pounds of cooked pasta. And it was different. It was, like, spaghetti, macaroni, the little like spirals it was all different uh, pasta, rotini just, like... it's called rotini yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy the pictures are crazy if anybody wants to go look up the pictures it's yeah new jersey pasta look it up it's the shit super i miss weird. The news is just wild super weird yeah. the next thing is a shameless plug to get you to go like our tiktok so I don't know if you guys have seen it, but everybody speculates that Britney Spears is not Britney Spears. And I've been kind of ignoring it because I'm like, shut up. Like, it's obviously Britney Spears. She's just changed because it's been 20 years since she was all over, you know, the TV. They say, like, the gap in her teeth is bigger. Okay, my teeth have definitely shifted since I stopped wearing my retainer as a teenager. Like, whatever. Her eyes look further apart. Her body looks different. Just all these different things. And I've been kind of ignoring it because I'm like, your body changes as you get older. And she was totally away from the media for a good five to 10 years. Like she was not, you know, so of course she's going to come back a little bit different looking. But what I failed to consider was AI. So I finally saw one where people were saying she is not, it's not that it's somebody else posing as Britney Spears, a lookalike, it's AI. And I was like, no shit. And you know how TikTok like has these filters where if you move fast enough or if you put your hand in front of your face, it takes the filter off for a second. There's a video where she's dancing and it's one of her last like couple videos where she's dancing and she puts her hands in front of her face during her dance and the filter slips off. And I swear to you, it's not her. Like, somebody has an AI filter of Britney Spears. They And some people are saying it's her sister, Jamie. I don't know if that's true. But that filter slips for a half a second. And you can see it. And that face is not Britney Spears. There's also in the background where there's, like, some yellow flowers along a walkway. 
And when she twists and turns and moves and comes back, the yellow flowers are gone. So I think it's a green screen, even though it looks very, very real. I think it's a person with a filter in front of a green screen. And I didn't believe any of it. Like, I always kind of watch them for a second to see what kind of crazy conspiracies people are saying. Like, how crazy is it? But this one, I'm finally like, okay, now I kind of believe it's not her. So She has like the the um like leopard print bikini bottoms on no she's in like uh oh. white and yellow outfit or something like that i'm gonna post oh, it on okay. our tiktok right. so everybody can go see what i'm talking about and let us know in the comments if you think that it's her because it is very obvious when the filter slips off and the it's somebody else's face that's pretty great yeah yeah all right on to the met gala here's my take <laughs> okay Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered why you were even bringing it up. I was like, Jenny doesn't give well, a fuck. It, it, I, listen, I see all the memes about like, and Stacey, the one you said was funny, but like people who are legitimately like angry at the celebrities, and I'm just like, just let people enjoy things. If you don't want to watch the Michael, don't fucking watch the Michael. I didn't watch oh, Michael. Angry? What like the, no, like there's the there's TikToks about people being like all these celebrities off celebrating like whatever, and you know we're sitting here suffering, and it's like, yeah, happens every day. Every right. day, celebrities are doing crazy shit on yachts while you're trying to make. Also, ends meet I think their outfits are kind of fun to look at. And this is someone who doesn't really care about pop culture unless it's about Taylor Swift. And I care even less about fashion. And I see their outfits sometimes and I'm like, that's so fun. You must be so mm-hmm. uncomfortable. And who <laughs> would design that? Like, well, I was hoping that the other. Like, Will Nas X with these like fucking glitterified. Like that was, I didn't see that was it. good for you. You know, good for you. You can pull off your scrotum and that. Good for you. I was hoping right? Taylor Stacy was going to be on because I know she loves this stuff and she knows the details of like why everybody's wearing cat costumes and like what person they're doing it in honor of or whatever. Because it's like I have Carl no idea. Lagerfeld. Carl Lagerfeld was the like I got nothing but I do find it very funny that Khloe Kardashian's dress fell apart before she even got out of the limo and that she was uh-huh. shedding real pearls everywhere that she walked and like I think Can it was imagine? like one of her daughters or something was trying to collect them and put them in her purse because she felt so bad like that's funny I like I the meme that Jean sent where it was like <laughs> That guy in his like pajamas with his leg on the wall. And he was like, <laughs> me <laughs> judging everybody at the Met Gala. And Pepsi was like, that hit a little too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite part about the Met Gala is everything that comes after, like the all the drama, like Jared Leto in his cat costume, and then like Doja Cat, and then you see like the <laughs> It was like from what what was the fucking name of the movie with uh fuck I don't even know anymore. We're a little, we're a little more than this, that. Yeah. This is What's why the name I don't of that movie. This was the was the people in it. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. It was, it, it was like it was filmed in like a place. <laughs> like what's the name of that movie? <laughs> That's this what I'm is just, about. it's a that reminder that Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. Anyone? Anyone? Zoolander. No, that's uh, yeah. Anita there was Paris. Zoolander. Oh no, it was Zoolander because they were like 
staring each other down. It was like Doja Cat and <laughs> I'll just send you guys a meme. I'll send it to you, Stacey, and you can put it on our thing. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to have a break from the fucking dumpster fire that is the world. Like if that if that's your jam and you like looking at celebrities dressed up in the most insane getups, enjoy it. Good for you. Cool. Enjoy it. We right, all like, need a mental break. Be happy break. you're not the one. Well, be happy you're not the one that had to like starve yourself for three days mm-hmm. to fit into that outfit. The Met Gala to me is like Super Bowl. I don't care. But I will come and celebrate with you while you watch it if it's something important to you because everybody needs something silly and entertaining in their life. Yeah, enjoy that's it. the best description of it. Like, I Don't let people guilt you about it. If that's your thing, then let that be your thing. Who cares? Yeah, There's yep. so few things we get to enjoy in life. You you do you, boo-boo. Yeah. Also, Curly Claws. Come on. You know. Who, what's everyone <laughs> obsessed with this week? Oh, okay. So the book I read, I mean, I was gone for like six weeks, but we're going to go back a little bit to the book I read at the beginning of six weeks is called Those Girls by Chevy Stevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S. And definite trigger warning for sexual assaults. So if you have a problem with that, if that's something triggering to you, do not read this book because it was definitely one of the more graphic and hard to read sexual assaults that I've ever read. But the book itself was really, really good. And if you can tolerate that part of it, highly recommend. It's three girls. They're like 13, 15, and 17 sisters. They're living in a small farmhouse. Their dad's a drunk who's always on the road. He comes back every once in a while to give them a little bit of money, abuse them, and then bounce again. And one night it gets a little out of hand and they end up killing him. And this is not a spoiler. It happens in the first chapter. If something happens in the first chapter, it's not a spoiler. So they end up killing him and then they're on the run. So these three girls, one, the oldest one not even being 18 yet, have to make their way out of town with just what they have and start a new life. And the sisterhood bond, I think, was what really touched me the most. Um, and the way they get through the trauma that happens on their journey, um, is definitely huge. And just as far as the trigger warning for the dad being abusive, the dad is not the sexual abuser in the situation. So if that changes your mind about reading it, he is not, he is just physically abusive with the girls because he's an asshole drunk. Um, but people they meet along the way of their journey are, are the abusers. So if you can get through that part, it is a great book. And if you're um, somebody that's really into the sisterly bond, like I made my oldest daughter read it. You know, I said, like, if you can get through these like two chapters where it's really bad, the rest of the book and the meaning behind it and everything is so good. And she read it and she was like, I was almost in tears about this sister bond because her and her sister are so close. She's like, that was great. Like, I'm definitely going to read it again. So it's called those girls. By Chevy Stevens. Is that all you're obsessed with? I mean, I could go on, but that's my time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at her, like, abiding by the rules. I'm like, oh, Come on, finally. Finally, someone abides by the rules around here. I got shit to say. I'll cut you off. I know you will. No, it's like a trap door. And the hook. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, First and foremost, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel came back. Um 
I have loved this show since Jackie told me to re. She was like, "Give it another shot," and I was like, "Nah." So I did, and I fucking fell in love with the writing. Is so smart, so smart, and like I was, I'm gonna be. This may get me canceled. I've never been a Gilmore Girls fan. Never. Why would that get you? Well, because like everybody loves the dog. Oh oh my god, disgusting! There you go. Like, but like, uh, like Gilmore Girls. Everybody loves the Gilmore Girls. I was just never a huge fan, and I thought it was because like I just didn't like how quickly the the banter happened. I was like, that's not real. Very quick with their banter. Yeah. So I'm like, man. But then like this because it's by the same Amy Sherman Palladino. Like it's the same. It's like very quick banter. I love it. I love Marvelous Miss. This is Maisel. I love everything they're doing so far this season. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm just obsessed with it. Like, I just love it. Um, Yellow Jackets, I'm caught up. Except for the newest episode. I got to catch um, up. I'm not caught up. I'm waiting fuck? for it all to come That's out. all I'm going to say. What the fuck? Uh, Ted Lasso. If I could take a bullet for a show, it'd be Ted Lasso. I've never enjoyed a TV show so much as I have Ted Lasso. In the sense that... The character development is so wonderful. Like it's, you get to grow with these characters and it's just marvelous. And as a writer, I long to have that talent, to see a character grow so wonderfully without any like, should that have happened? No, you're always like, yeah, that should have fucking happened. Like it's, it's amazing. The next thing I'm obsessed with, and this is going to be, not big because there's only two episodes is called silo on apple tv plus it's based on a book called wool stace have you read it no okay i haven't either i need to i want to now it's post-apocalyptic they're all in a silo in the ground and it's all like how they're live for 140 years they've been in the silo and Rebecca Ferguson's in it, and I don't know if you guys know this. I'm already, I'm, in. I'm already in. I need to oh, watch it. <laughs> love Rebecca Ferguson, first and foremost. Like, I love her. Like, I love her. Like, I've loved her for forever, but then she was in Mission Impossible 5, 6. You know, she's going to be in 7. I think she'll be in 8. She better fucking be in 8. If she dies, I'm going to be devastated. Um, I love Rebecca Ferguson. Like, I love her. I love her. I even went to see The Boy Who Would Be King. Because of Rebecca Ferguson. You know what, Jackie? Rewind your pen and move in forward direction. I would like it to fast rewind. Anyways, Silo is so good. Um, Rashida Jones is also in it. And she, in the first episode, is fucking fantastic. You guys got to watch this show. It's so good. The end. Okay. So Look at that! The book I read this week, and it was based off a podcast recommendation, was American Cartel, and it's about the opioid epidemic and, like, the history behind it in the United States. And Sounds light. Sounds real light. A little light (laughs) reading. (laughs) Well, it it ties into, like, where we are now with kind of Narcan um, getting to the point where it's going to be available over the counter. And, like, I have to admit... I had I had an opinion of the uh, of the epidemic before reading this, and it wasn't necessarily a bad one. I know that good people fall into it because of injury, and like they weren't never intended to get addicted, and they kind of end up. That's how most people fall into yeah, it. Yeah, one because 100%. they were pushed by their doctor to take this medicine. 
this takes such, and it's written by uh, some journalists from the Washington Post. So it's really an investigative book about like the history of it and kind of where it's, how it's progressed, where it started. And I have to say it, as much empathy as I had for those individuals that have succumbed to the addiction um, of really no fault of their own, this really highlights like the policy failure behind it and how we kind of abandoned them in the process and how it didn't really start mattering to everyday Americans until it started plaguing soccer moms and high school kids that had back injuries. And like, it, it kind of flew under the radar when it was a, a street drug and, and how it really got intensified when fentanyl was introduced. And it was, it's not a light read. You're right, Aaron. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> and I do think it's a story that deserves not just a story, a synopsis, an inside look at, at something that needs to be told because I do think a lot of people have um, not a good understanding of like how we got to where we are. A lot of people are affected by what's happening now, but I think it gives you a broader understanding and more empathy if you understand how we got here and how we can fix it. Cause it's not, it's not just a book that tells you all these things that are wrong. And it's like, good luck to you. <laughs> this information, what you will, it's fine. Really, been warned. they have like really pinpointed decisive actions that could be taken to really scale back the people to avoid this unintentional addiction that people form to, to these medications. And it takes a really um, kind of powerful look at America's relationship to pain and how we don't have a great one and how, because we live in a profitized medical environment, um, instead of telling people, Hey, this surgery is going to, after your surgery, you're going to be in a significant amount of pain for several weeks. We kind of tell them we're going to go ahead and numb you for several weeks. And, and that's where it right. kind of starts. Instead of saying it's okay to be in pain and here's what you need to do if you can't sleep because of the pain. Like it, it, it talks about our relationship with pain in this country and how right. we've made it kind of socially acceptable to be like, I shouldn't feel any versus right. this well, is okay. And there's also a huge difference because it not only does it numb your pain, like if you had a back injury, your back's not going to hurt. It also numbs your brain yeah. and makes you feel high and good and releases endorphins. And right. I wish there was a way that we could separate it so that you could have a pain pill that didn't make you high. Because if we could separate it's not that, possible, then it would... because all your yeah. pain receptors are right. Your yeah. Like it's right. Uh... If we can fix that problem, then I don't feel like well, you know, it, we would it, have it a problem. A, it takes a really good look at like how it all started too with like Oxycontin. And this was really touted to doctors as a completely non-addictive pain management system, which is kind of what you're saying, Stacey, like it's not going to intercept the brain receptors that will actually make you addicted. And it's just going to block the pain when that does, that's not available to us in technology right now. It's just not. So they kind of dupe these doctors at the beginning also to right. thinking this is a safe pain management system. So, and I, that, that hit me pretty hard because I've always been like these fucking doctors out for the money and stuff. So many of them were tricked Where they into were thinking, sold this yeah, by they were Purdue sold this. Pharma. Yeah. yeah by like Purdue's the like, biggest offender of it. And yeah, it also like, gave you a really good inside look into 
we're really quick to be like, oh, big pharma this, fuck them, blah, blah, blah. There's quite a few pharmaceutical companies that refuse to produce this stuff because it's so dangerous. And to put your money behind them when you're looking at pharmaceutical options, because they've been really transparent and honest about the harms and long-term effects of certain drugs that other pharmaceutical companies haven't. It was just, listen, this isn't my jam normally. This is like, I don't have a lot of, I was just going to say, I'm going to say that that seemed like a real departure for you, but like, but not in a bad way, a podcast that I have a great deal of respect for recommended it. And I was like, I'll give it a whl. I needed a new book this week. See, I What's feel like that's totally something you would something? read, huh? Yeah, I feel like that's totally something you would read. Yeah, I, because I've been fortunate enough. I've never been personally touched by this epidemic. I naively didn't take a ton of interest in it when I absolutely should, because it touches so many people, and right. no one's safe from it. Any one of us yeah. is one knee injury away from finding ourselves. And that's what I kind of learned through this book is that like, you know, one of my family or that my friends struggles from an addiction like this, but it doesn't mean we wouldn't if, right. Because we intrinsically trust our doctors, right. To give us what will make us right. better, what will help us feel better. Right. And it was really disheartening to learn these doctors in a lot of instances thought they were helping. Right. So they were that, told they were supposed to su- prescribe this yes. amount because yes. da, 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 da. like, so, yeah. uh, not, not to cut you off or anything, yeah. but like, have you, have you any, either one of you watched dope sick on Hulu? Mm-hmm. It's all yeah. about this. Like, and it's very unsettling. Yeah. It's hard for me to watch it. Like, so, um, I'll be real honest. My, my aunt, my uncle's wife um very much uh into opioids and it's been i'm not gonna lie like that's probably the main reason that everything happened with my uncle the way it did and i'm I'm not gonna go into details with that you guys know what i'm talking about but like um it's it is unfortunate and it is disgusting how some doctors you're right they just did what they were told because well, some, but others but I think have gone extreme the other way. Right. Like exactly, they're I've doing had, it because they're making money, and that's well. Other doctors like have gone so extreme the other way that you can't get pain pills for anything. You can't you know? even get something that would help like your ADHD. Like there are some like I just made a, an appointment like six months ago with a new doctor because I needed. Into, hey, 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 ladies, ladies. Hey, oh my you're God. still recording. I'm so sorry. The dogs are fighting. Um, like I just made a an appointment with, and like when I called, the very first thing they said was, "We will not prescribe new opioids or, or um, benzos." So, like, essentially, if you need any of that, don't fucking come here. Like that's what they're. And I was like, I don't disagree with that, but. I don't know. I feel it's like a, it's, it's a just, real fucking it's pickle. Too, it's two such like huge extremes where, you know, like right. you said, like doctors didn't know that it was addictive and a problem causing thing. So like they prescribed it and all these people got addicted. But now we've gone in such an extreme the other way that if you're in genuine pain, the last time I went in for kidney stones, they wouldn't give me anything. And so it's like, it's like we haven't found that like middle ground yet. And if somebody could develop something that is 
Tylenol, but extra, extra strength where it doesn't have those like properties that make you high, but it's also actually targeting pain. Like I just, I don't know, like we're, we're in a crisis of like, what are we supposed to do with pain management? Well, to wrap it up, I don't disagree with you. And I think we could talk for a whole podcast about pain management, but the, I will say this, it's not very often that I encounter a book that I feel like I genuinely learned something that like I had no premise of before. I tend to have like an inkling of something or I've heard about it or whatever, but this, this delved so deep into it and the investigative reporting. It's essentially a super long news article was so well done. And I felt like they really went into uh, both sides really well and, and really humanized the opioid epidemic in a way that didn't feel, I don't know, virtue signaling, signaling or like, like they were trying to prove a point. I thought it was very informational. So if you're interested in, in that kind of thing, or you have a, a loved one that is suffering from this, having the history behind it is really, um, I, I found it really informative and, and helpful. So it's called American Cartel. Again, it's written by two Washington Post journalists. Um, I, I took a lot from it, even though, right, it's not like on a top 10 summer read at the beach. Kind <laughs> Is that of. a beach read? Not a rom-com, if you will. It's not a rom-com, for it's sure. Not a, it's not chiclet. <laughs> no, but it deserves, it. if you have any interest in it all, it deserves it. It kept my interest. I didn't feel like I was slug, like slogging through the chapters. I, I thought it was really well done, and I learned a lot from it. So that's it for us this week. Everyone, um, make good choices. Happy Cinco de Mayo to those who yeah. celebrate. Yeah, Feliz. Yeah. But, Feliz what? What were you going to say? Merry Feliz, Christmas. Feliz, Feliz, Feliz yeah. no. Cinco de Mayo. You're so white. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Feliz Cumpleaños. I don't fucking know. Happy All birthday? Right. What? Like- anyway, have a good weekend, everybody. <laughs> have the best weekend available to you. Have the best weekend Have the weekend you, you deserve. <laughs> have the weekend you deserve. Bye. Bye, Bye Mom. Fierce Fan Media.